are back with the Afterwatch. We're watching My Hero Academia. It is episode 75, Unforeseen Hope. Nothing? I got, I, no, I don't know. No, no, no nothing. Okay, I'm Tim. <laughs> I'm as always Evan. And I'm Joelle. All right, and we're here talking about this lead up. This is lead up to one of the best episodes. We'll get there next time, but this is a pretty dark episode. I mean, it's got some action. It's got some it's got darkness. Some, some build-up yeah, yeah. and some action. It's got some build-up. Build yeah. Some sadness. Some, yep. sadness. some realizations. I think there's some, there's these realizations that kind of yep. like layer over certain parts of the episode that really hit home, I think. And we'll, we'll talk through it. Okay, Before we get okay. there, though, do subscribe if you haven't already please do we uh, we love seeing more more subscriptions on there uh and we love seeing uh reviews if you haven't done that already we're making our way to 100 reviews i'd like to see some more what are we gonna do at 100 reviews we're gonna do something special uh we're gonna read the 100th review (laughs) 100 reviews yeah (laughs) and we like your questions too yeah Yeah, yeah. send comments we don't have have fun with these questions yeah, ah. I was just weird as talking about that, how much fun it is. So keep them coming. Um, Where do they send anyway, them to? Fictionalquestions at gmail.com. Nice. Nice. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and uh, and I'm going to be going through this right now. So, okay, we start up. Um, oh, in the beginning, so it's overhaul, and he's kind of taking it out on Mirio. Mirio's just got, I mean, we left him. He was kind of spiked through. He's bleeding. He's yeah. lost his power, right? Right. And basically overall is he can't just leave that alone he's he's also just beating him down with words talking to him about how yeah yeah like Mm -hmm. just his spirits he or at least he's trying how he couldn't save eri he tried no one can save him at one point uh he yells chisaki um mirio does and they're like that's not my name anymore (laughs) what's going on with that why doesn't he like his name is it because he became something different does he think he's like well, remember, you know, uh, remember when we had the flashbacks of when he was yeah. younger and his name was yeah, just a yeah. key and he was, you know, just this little street rat, street urchin. And yeah, then he yeah. built himself up and he dropped that name because that's like a that's like the name of his past and overhauls right. the name of his his current and future. That's like okay. dead to him now. Mm-hmm. Right. OK, got it. So it's, he's like a new person. He doesn't want to think of who he was. Yeah, exactly. only going he's reborn forward. moving into forward. This new guy. Yep. Yeah, I think that's that's got to be what it is, um, because and also I think that a part of that is he doesn't want to look back. He's doing a lot of things that are a little shady, a lot, and uh, and he doesn't really want to reconcile those. He he, it's really the ends justifying the means at this point. Mm-hmm. Okay, so mm-hmm. he doesn't want to have to uh, look back, talk about anything in the past, talk about whatever he's done. He's only mm-hmm. looking forward to. Um, bringing the Yakuza back to what they once were, and then everything else will be worth it, you know? Yep. I, and we'll see more about that as we go through the story, because there's more coming with his story. There's more reflection yep. um, right. as the story moves along. So the walls stop moving. Uh, Anaka's power is basically back to normal again. So the, they can see that these uh, the little, what do you call them? The little bullet things, the little syringe dart triggers. Little darts, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that darts, are basically yeah. kind of jacking their powers up. Yeah. They only last a little bit of time. I, I don't know what the, what the amount is, or maybe if they use it a lot. I, I mean, what do you think? Do you think there's a time on that, or do you think it's like the power involved? I feel like it's just a limited like, boost. It's yeah. not a permanent boost. Yep. Right. Um, I think it's like it's like once your blood process it processes it, then exactly, it goes and it goes through yeah. and it runs out. Yep. Yeah, because I I feel like in some cases 
people are lasting longer than others. So that's why I'm thinking it has more to do with how much they're using or how much they're ex extending themselves, I guess. Um, anyway, uh, they do talk about how they saw the league and then Mimic, of course, is really pissed off. He wants them to die. <laughs> right. So they realize, OK, well, uh, maybe we don't have to worry about them because they just betrayed these guys. <laughs> you know, so maybe we don't have to, you know, go after them right now. Let's just like concentrate on the, the task at hand, finding overhaul. I, there's that moment where even Deku and Eraser, they're all kind of standing around like, what do we do? How do we proceed? You know, and Rocklock kind of has to give them this like, uh, you know, rousing speech. rally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, and he even goes, you even goes into his head. You see his wife and kid and they're talking right? about like how he sees the kids, like the students doing their thing. And he's a little worried because he, th he thinks about the world that he's leaving for his kid to grow up in, you know, and that's yep. why he's doing a lot of what he's doing this hero work. And so he's like, you got to get after this guy because we've got to capture him. We've got to put this to an end. And so kind of, yeah, they, it gets them all moving, you know, top priority, get them going. He even brings up a line. He brings up a line where he's talking about the kids, the students, and he, how he's saying that he's actually seen that in some ways, whether it's Kirishima or whoever, they're more heroic than some of the pros he knows. Right. Yeah. So I think that that's, that shows you something of where this is going. Like we're, we're kind of fostering a quality in this class 1A, you know? They're yeah, definitely and, standout people. And it's like clearly they put an impression on him because he was like one of the more skeptical ones about it during before definitely. the whole operation started. Yeah, he started. was one of the ones yeah. that was like, yeah, these kids Around don't the need table. to be here. Get these kids out of here. Yep. These, uh, these kids, these students have a way of not only getting the job done, but also kind of inspiring others around them. Maybe even people who should be doing the job better right. to take that extra, you know, be, go, I guess, go more extra, heroic, B, right? B plus ultra. Yeah, B plus ultra. Oh, <laughs> there yeah. you go. Oh my gosh. Nice. Anyway, Let's go for plus ultra. Come on now. Uh, we do get uh, twice. We cut to twice with Toga, mm -hmm. and he's yep. kind of like you know he's going he's doing his normal like back and forth where he's like one guy who's like kind of freaked out and the other guy who's really forward with Toga. Right. <laughs> it's kind of it's a little off putting because isn't she like younger? Yeah. I feel like she's like seventeen she's versus like his thirty yeah. or something. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know she's a little older, but she's still like, yeah, 17. I don't think yeah. she's 20. Yeah, no. Versus, you know, him, he's got to be in his late 20s, you know, to 30s yeah. or something. Right. So it's a little it's a little upsetting, but I think she, I don't know. I, I think she is a good foil maybe to him because she does kind of take care of him. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say waifu style, but she does kind of nurture him a little bit. Like, you know, he needs a little bit of attention. Uh, right. Yeah, well, he does and need help. So he definitely <laughs> sees her as waifu for sure. Yep. Yeah. He's like, but you know yeah. what I'm saying? But I don't think no, he, yeah. I think she just kind of does her part to keep this going. Cause we see that she's got certain things on the brain. She basically wants to see Deku bleed. Yep. And to see overhaul, overhaul cry like a little right. baby. Right. Yeah. <laughs> But and you so notice, like, actually, when she said she wants to see Deku bleed, she's, like, super blushing because she's yes. super into him. Yep. Like, she is. Like, it's scary. Like, stalkerish, yes. Yeah. Yes. Fatal attraction. <laughs> Big right. time. That's fatal the attraction. deal. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Twice has a plan. We don't really hear the plan yet. We'll get to that plan at some point. They did make it clear, though, that they were not going to be directly involved, but they did say that we're now going to see this battle be the deciding factor between the Yakuza and the heroes. Yeah. 
Yeah, they're basically kind of pulling strings from the background, you know? Right, right. Kind of puppeteering. And they I think they even bring up, don't they bring up Shigaraki saying it's something he would want to happen, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they're saying this is all going to be for Shigaraki. Yeah. Right, so, right, yes. exactly. Right. So, yeah, that's how they, yeah, they stick around and they're going to put the plan in play. But we go back to Deku kind of smashing through the wall. You know, uh-huh. that, that look of Mirio turning, the slow turn, as yep. shoot style comes through the wall and he, he realizes, oh my gosh, maybe I'm not dead. But it's a really cool move because he basically gives a punch to the face. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Eraserhead hits Chisaki with uh, his power. Oh, and that's then, right. And then Night Eye comes in and is like, perfect. Everything's locked down. All the other guys are already out. We have a chance to catch him right now. We need to do yep. this. Let's Let's go for it. And then that's when, you know, both Racerhead and Deku go flying towards him to to handle it, and you know it. it well, we didn't yeah. know that he had a little secret up his sleeve, right? <laughs> well, or, yeah, didn't know that not everybody was completely knocked out, <laughs> right? Right, because he brings Corano back, and yep. Corano kind of tags Eraser with Chrono. I guess that's the the power. Yep. Yeah. So Chrono Stasis. Chronostasis, chronostasis. Yeah. yeah, chronostasis, yep. Yeah, yeah. so basically there's a couple things that happen very quickly because Night Eye's kind of, yeah, like you said, organizing the situation, trying to get Mario out of there, trying to have him take Eri with him, that, that whole thing's going on. And Eraser's trying not to blink, but eventually it happens, and there's quickly, you know, he um, overall brings Corano back, and then he actually grabs uh, Nemeto, the, what's that guy, the confession guy? Right. And basically yep. takes his life yep. for the yep. cause and basically absorbs him to make himself stronger. So he gets like huge. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of muscular how he gets because usually overhaul's pretty like skinny and, uh, you know, whatever. And then once he absorbs Nemeto, like he be- he starts buffing out and mm-hmm. he starts getting like that one guy uh, muscular from season three where what Deku had to save <laughs> Koda or whatever up there in training camp. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can see it. So I can see, I yeah, can see there's, him. I can see that. How that he relation. got beefed up that big. Yeah. Right. And at one point we get as Mirio's leaving and, and uh, overhaul starting to strike back. He does talk about how he actually respects Mirio for putting up such a good fight, being stronger than him or yep. stronger than he anticipated. But in the end, Overhaul is pretty sure he's convinced that he'll still be the victor. And that's when he starts growing all these, like, extra arms and stuff. Corano yeah. actually has a racer far away. Like, he's taken him... When yeah, things he's taken him like, a secret room of some sort. Yeah, yeah. Things start yeah. crumbling, and he's, like... like took like, him underground kind of... or something. It's while... Yeah. Um, it's that, that split second once a racer had blinked, and basically Overhaul threw a bunch of... Uh rocks yeah. and everything around he basically redid the yeah. whole structure of the whole um room, the room so right. at that same time was when chronostasis took eraser head right. yeah it kind of swallows him up and kind of stabs him and so what it this power basically does is it makes him go very slow like the slowest crawl trying to get anything done so he's kind of stuck down there in this kind of hole away from the action it's but didn't he say like he would kill him but because of since of his type of quirk, he wouldn't because it's a quirk that's worth studying. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a very powerful The reason they've taken him was because they want to, you know, overhaul is, is very intrigued by anybody who has powers that can take away other powers or erase powers. So they were going to have fun running tests on him. 
Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And we've seen this before. We've seen how helpful that power can be, especially around people who can't necessarily control their powers. The students. Is it a while ago when he stopped Deku? Hmm. I mean, that was season one. Yeah. Back in season one. Because I know you were talking about. How yeah. yeah, well, he's done it many it, times, yeah. I think. Yeah, That's he's, he's even, done it to a bunch of people, even in class. <laughs> even That's in class, true. at different, whatever it is. I think he even, he used it, yeah, we've seen it many times before. And it can be that kind of deciding factor when you think every, you know, how are we going to face off against this power? Well, if you cancel out the power, you might have a moment, you know, to get something right. else done, to rally exactly. and figure something out. So it's definitely a good power to have as a support, as a, contingency plan so i i totally understand that um we also get at this moment overhaul telling him or telling them that uh ari is actually the boss's granddaughter mm-hmm. right? yeah so that's yeah so it's not i find actually it his funny well, it that they do this whole <laughs> they're so the typical like villain rant like they're like yeah i'm just gonna go ahead and tell you like the entire backstory because you're incapacitated there's nothing for you to do and i'm kind of bored just sitting here so i'm just gonna tell you yeah this is what's going on well it's it's yeah it's megalomania <laughs> it's right like being it's hilarious so, well it's also being so sure of the victory right we've seen yeah that right. it doesn't matter every he doesn't villain think that ever. there's any way and it's not just him. Night Eye will see him constantly talking about how there's no way they can actually win. He's seen this before. But we'll get there. Uh, we do also see when the, another thing with Overhaul is when he when he took on the extra person, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Nemeto. We see that he starts kind of freaking out with all the because uh, cleanliness is such a big thing with him. Mm-hmm. He's, he starts losing control when he starts taking on other people. You know. Yep, that's what he says too. He even says yep. he loses control. He can't control. Yeah, when, yeah. When he does that. So he, he, yeah, he's basically, he says the granddaughter thing. He's talking about that. And then he, he gives the bombshell about how Mirio's quirk is gone. And that just freaks everybody out. Yep. And they're like, yeah. wait, gone for, gone, yeah. gone, you know, yeah. <laughs> gone for good. And it's just this moment of like, no way. It's one of those typical like Dragon Ball moments where like everyone kind of stops for a second, even though if this is a straight up battle and all sorts of craziness is going on. They're like, hey. <laughs> Let's have a little side monologue conversation. You're like, what? <laughs> well, I like, mean, yeah, so James crazy. Bond villains do the same thing, right? right? It's <laughs> oh, anything. Man, it's so funny. Uh, we do see a little bit of um, Night Eyes. We get some flashbacks to him, though, too. We oh, see yeah. like them talking about the foresight that he's that he uses. And he's trying to even use it like as he's fighting um, Overhaul a little bit. But there's like a moment where all of a sudden we see his eyes go like wide. He, and we don't know exactly what's happened, but we go back to a moment where he's talking to Gran Torino, I believe, and he's talking about how the future that he sees cannot be changed. For some reason, the timeline, even though he's tried to fix different things, the timeline always writes itself. Yep. And so he's actually even starts thinking that maybe when he uses his power, it actually aligns things where he's dictating what course will happen. Like, right. Like once he sees it, that can mm-hmm. only happen. And so that's actually why he's afraid of using it is because he started thinking that he's actually somehow willing it to happen yeah. by using his power. Of course, Gran Torino, like, you know, you're thinking too much. It's not that big of a deal, but it is something to think about. Like the free will, what thing you call this free will versus determinism? Mm-hmm. How much of what you think you can actually uh, do, you know, in your life versus, you know, how what is mandated, what is destined to happen, you know, that's something that people have talked about forever. And uh, I think we get a lot of that talk 
because it's Deku constantly saying he's going to smash that future, right? He said it the last couple episodes right. over and over. Right. Whatever Nidai thinks, he's still going to fight. He's not going to give up. Yeah, Deku basically has Mirio taking Eri away. Nidai gets, gets stabbed. And uh, we even see like his film, like it cuts to the film that he sees, you know, when his power's going and mm-hmm. it kind of, it goes blank and it's kind of freaking him out and then just kind of ends. Well, remember yeah, he well, says, he says, show me an end that where the boys where, get out and survive. Right, right. And then he sees, all he sees is Deku blood. in blood right. and then it yep. shuts off. Yeah. He's basically in his head, almost given up. Right. Deku's though kind of still pissed and he oh, starts he using 20%. Pissed. Yep. Yeah, well, yeah. especially after seeing Nighteye get impaled, so, he yeah. snaps. He realizes, right. well, he also realizes that it's coming down to just him. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, There's nobody yeah. else around. <laughs> well, I mean, and, they could have yeah. ran. Exactly. I guess so. They could have totally ran. Yep. I guess so, but he still feels, I guess, he's got to keep Eri safe, and if Overhaul is going to keep coming for Eri, then he's got to yeah. come in between them, you know? Right. I think that's where he's at. So but yeah, it's he goes also, up the... he'd want to save Night Eye too, so he has right. to turn around regardless. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So even though around... Night Eye told him, "Hey, get them out of here," right? But he's not going to do that. No, because <laughs> no. he's always the one that never. Because he's a rule breaker. Right. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's funny that uh, Overhaul even like suggests, like, "Wait a minute, is was he just using half of his power before?" You yeah. Know? Right? He wasn't he's being always, serious he's, he's until now. now and moving faster <laughs> yeah. now. What was he just yeah. using a little bit of his power? <laughs> yeah, and there's a, a Manchester smash that happens. Yes. Yeah, his first <laughs> his first smash that is his own. Yeah. yeah. But overall dodges it because he's saying yep. that this the kid he's still pretty young, so it's easy pr- to predict yeah. where yep. he's gonna go. He's like yep. telegraphing his move too uh, yeah. too easily for him. So, which he's uh, been told in the past that he needs to work on that. I think it was yeah. by Night Eye himself. Night Eye told him, "Dude, I, you're, you're yeah, yeah, he could moves. see it too." To. And even Bakugo told him that. Remember when him <laughs> yeah. and Bakugo yeah. fought? He was yeah. like, "I like your, I like your, your, your new style, but you need to work on your moves because you're, you're telegraphing them." I, I was able to instantly figure out what you were doing. Yeah. Yep. So it's probably his emotional, like well, how he, how he attacks yeah. things emotionally, and he's still also trying, still figure out how to control his power. Yeah, True. that too. I mean, on top of and he's running else. at twenty percent, right? He already states he, that his body is struggling. Can't. Yeah, his body can't already ha- handle ha- half of that stuff. You know how strong that is now. So on top of that, being able to you know make your moves even more unpredictable when you can't even barely keep your power in check. Even at twenty percent, that's so. A here's lot. a question I have, and I, I've <laughs> wondered this since the very beginning: is how does he know that he's tiered it down to like five percent, one percent, twenty percent? There's no gauge anywhere. Is it just well, kind of a? Is it a guesstimate? He's all, maybe I it's a feeling inside of guesstimate. him. I think yeah. this maybe is twenty percent inside of him. Maybe the voices are speaking to him, and they're yeah. saying. You're, You're at twenty percent. <laughs> yeah. you know, like, I, I it's think like we get Iron Man like... the suit. <laughs> oh, Jesus! Yeah. You're at twenty percent. <laughs> <laughs> he just hears that. He has his own oh, Jarvis. Man. I love it. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. Uh, well, it's not Jarvis. It's it's the uh, the shadows, the people he's seen those before. The you know, the, I know. Yeah. Uh, what, what are they called again? The past wielders. Yeah, yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. 
the the holders or whatever. But maybe of, he's of, learned after uh, he's already broken so many bones how much he can sustain. So maybe in a way he's trying to yeah. gauge how much power he can put in without completely destroying his body. Since yeah, he's already maybe just done it know, so like, many times already. You're right. This is 5%. Okay, this is maybe 10%. It's a little bit farther. This is the reaction. This is how much farther I go. Yeah, and then so if I go to like 100%, double, yeah. I'm going to break like two, like one of my limbs. So, it, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> which he's done down. multiple times already up to now. Yeah. So, But yeah, it's probably a guesstimate or yeah. something. I don't know. We cut to Mirio. He's out in the hallways that we've seen before. He's kind of bleeding out. He's struggling. He's he's actually collapsing. And he's really yelling at himself. And he's trying to will himself to keep going. Meanwhile, like, Eri is really worried about the whole situation. She feels like this is probably the, the wrong thing for her to do at this point is to leave. Because she's basically sealing their fates. She knows that, and I mean, she's a young kid, but she knows enough to know that this is not ending well. She's seen people get stabbed, hurt. She sees this Mirio guy bleeding out, and she knows that this is probably not going to end well at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I mean, they even say that dozens of people are doing everything they can to save her, but yet, you know, she's still worried. We get that moment of Chisuki actually yelling through his hand. Yeah, is, he's is using him. He's, he's using that guy's power. Right, Mimoto, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's also talking about how when they worked on Eri, he every time she would run out of strength, he would just reset her. Yeah. So I think we've talked about that before. Like, what happens if she runs out of power or whatever? He can just reset it, and mm-hmm. she goes right back to normal. Mm-hmm. So he has a way of doing that. If in something happened to her, he would just bring her back, and then she'd be fine again. So I think that that's even you know. But I mean, he's I, basically not... really toying with her emotions and i mean basically how much he's manipulated her up to this point yeah Yeah, there's i don't think that there's no way to get away i don't think that his restructuring or resetting would be the same as if she got hit by that perfected bullet i don't think he'd be able to reset that Mm. but uh but she goes back she shows back up and it's like of course it was this inevitable you know right she was gonna come back because she knows how this is gonna end yeah even night ice is saying he saw the future they all die and overhaul gets away. Yep. And uh, mm-hmm. the fact that Deku is still trying to help her is just cruel because you're giving her hope and there is no hope. It's really, really dark. It's like mm-hmm. nothing you can do um, can save her. In fact, the more you try to save her, you're actually hurting her. So you mm-hmm. should just Which give up stop. and <laughs> right. give up and die, basically. <laughs> yeah. Right. And it's just like, no, he doesn't want to, you know, he's going to save her. And I think this is what we're seeing. This is where we're seeing that why maybe he's the greatest hero because he can push beyond, you know, uh, go beyond, right? Plus ultra, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, <laughs> you know, but he's, but not just like his will of what he can do, but, but he can inspire those people around him to keep pushing forward too. And he can change the minds of people, even if they've given up, you right. know? So okay. I think that that's, it's, uh, there's, no, it's- there's a reason why. It's the whole no no matter what dire circumstances are, he always yeah. tries to but find I the think, silver lining. I mean, that's just how Deku is, though. But in a way that, um, you know, All Might had his own way of to being the symbol of peace and smiling to inspire people, you know? No, so I yeah. think that this is probably what ends up, you know, a piece of the puzzle for Deku, where he inspires people this way by showing his heart, you know? He's always yeah. putting that forward. And so I think that that... Whatever, you know, whenever that happens, 
I think that that's a big part of it. Yep. Anyway, it does look grim though. I, you know, at this point you're like, I don't see it. You know, it's one of those, it's always darkest before the dawn moments, but then all of a sudden <laughs> Ryukyu and the others just crash through the ceiling down up yeah. on top of them. It seems like the last two episodes, people are crashing into this room. Right? This room. <laughs> yeah. Right at the I'm, end. I'm, <laughs> where was this room? I'd hate, this I'd, hate to, room. I'd hate to be the owner of that building. I'd be like, damn, dude, you guys well, aren't paying enough rent for this thing. I mean, isn't they it the already... stronghold? <laughs> yeah, 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 but like is... But but you figure in like this these kind of like shonen stories, there's gotta be some oh, landlord right. somewhere that's like, What the hell? Well, yep. Yeah. Well that's well, all. Well they just gone get now. Cementos <laughs> to come in there and put it back together. He's fine. That's it's true. all good. Yeah, Cementos. That's that's an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <He's> perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I like this, but it is sad. I mean, we we see just the overall how dark it is. Just we see people falling one by one. Uh Mirio you know, rubbing in that his power is gone and he couldn't save her. Eraser getting knocked down for the count. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's not obviously he's not dead, uh, hurt, yeah, yeah, or anything. But but he's out. Night Eye getting stabbed. It's mm-hmm. it's just it's a hard place to be, and especially to end it. So when you get right. this left just, field like thing crashing through, you're just like, yeah. well, what the heck's gonna happen now? Yeah, well, especially with some guy like Overhaul with his crazy power. <laughs> yeah, because it's it's pretty op. Yeah, no, his the power fact that is he can amazing. keep building upon right. itself, you know, right? And how he keeps like yeah, taking... and just sacrificing all of his henchmen to just right. uh, keep healing himself, really, <laughs> for his whims. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh my gosh. Well, we'll see more of that, and of course, like uh, if I didn't say it before, I think I did, but uh, next episode is one of the best episodes of the series think, so I far. Think, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Of the series, it is the best. Okay. Yeah. Well. Let's, let's talk about let's it talk then. About, the yeah. Let's talk about it then. Let's yes. talk okay. about yeah. it then. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But right now, before we go, we do have to talk about another student, and it is... What seat, seat is it? 12. It's the dozen. Earphone Jack. The dirty dozen. Kyoka Jiro. <laughs> wow, all right. Yeah, I like her a lot. I like her a lot. <laughs> yeah, she's cool. She's No, she's, well, she's and, cool. And, she's very I mean, uh, she's, emo. She's emo, but she's also... Uh, Punkish, very upfront with people. <laughs> yeah, she talks a lot. She's involved with things. She may For not sure. be one of the main characters, but she's always around. And she actually later on this season does a lot more. We'll get yeah. there when we get there. But um, but she's a good person to have around. I like her a lot. I like her character. But what's her quirk? So her quirk is called earphone jack. Yeah, <laughs> you like that? I I just came yeah, up yeah. with that. Uh, oh, good so job. her quirk uh, is that she has a pair of headphone jacks hanging from her earlobes. Kind of weird, but yep. yeah. Uh, when yep. the jacks are plugged into something, she can channel the sound of her heartbeat into it in the form of a violent vibration attack. Oh, she wow. can stretch her earlobes several meters. Uh, this quirk also allows her to hear minuscule sounds and vibrations from her surroundings. That's that's, that's pretty crazy. Uh, yeah. I didn't realize that the the stuff that he sh- the sound that she was amplifying was her heartbeat. I didn't know either. That's yeah. right. Oh, does, when she's doing the shockwaves and stuff? Yeah, that's yeah. heartbeat. Yeah. So uh, my question is, does she have to like get herself pumped up to like raise her heart rate if she wants to have like a faster heartbeat attack? Like, Run a little marathon in right? step while uh, <laughs> right? to yeah, get her yeah. heart rate up? How she's about her stats? There? Did we talk about her stats yet? So her stats are actually, uh, she's pretty good actually. Um, so her power is rank C. Not, not bad. Mm-hmm. Speed rank C. Okay. Yeah. Technique rank B. Intelligence mm-hmm. rank B. And no music, no life, rank A. 
Wow. Yeah. No yeah. music, no sounds no about music, right. No life, right? Yeah. Uh, That's a reference. It, yeah, right? Right? I like that. A different reference. A weird different reference. reference but... Different different yeah. show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, guess what her favorite thing is? Uh music? Rock. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I believe that. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh yeah. her surname contains a kanji for ear and mate. And her first name contains sound reverberation. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's that thing. Also, uh, Horikoshi, the creator, has also said that she may have been one of the first characters he came up with. I guess he was uh. on a trip home one day, and he was inspired um, by, you know, to make a character that could plug ears into you know into objects to listen to music because maybe he was just on a trip home and he, he didn't right. have anything to plug into a thing right whatever music was playing he's like so damn it that's a, that's a thing it's one of the first characters and <laughs> her um and her concept design is basically stayed the same that whole kind of goth rock chick kind of look okay yeah. it's always been that kind of look so it's cool like i said i like her uh, I, I don't know how surprisingly enough she has some mad swordsmanship skills Oh, swordsman nice. what yeah even though she doesn't use it as part of her combat yeah she has swordsmanship skills uh she ends up wielding a momo sword at one point during the attack on usj hmm. yeah. oh that's right in that oh, one yeah, i right, remember right, that right, right, yeah right, right. so oh, even she, though she doesn't totally use it that. she's actually got swordsmanship yeah all right cool right anyway yeah i like her i think yeah. we've talked about her enough before yep. and we'll talk about her some more later on this season Definitely. But until then, our watch has ended. I've been Tim. I've been Evan. And I've been Joelle. Take care, guys. We'll see you next week. Have a good one. Have character.